It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of has trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelmed. Raina, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's so amazing to see you again. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and why you decided to come to Elicinia? Thank you, Tanya. It's so great to see you again. Thank you for having me on here and allowing me to share my story. So Elicinia is kind of like I just stumbled upon it. And in coming to the retreat, you know, my story, it has a lot to do with religion. So a couple of years ago, my son was sexually assaulted at a church activity. And I spent a lot of time being angry. I was I was angry for a long time. And, you know, I did a lot of research on religion, especially my religion, because I when when this happened with my son, I questioned the validity of it, the truth of it. And it really took me in a spiral of a place where I really didn't want to be. Do you question the validity and the truth of the religion itself? Of the religion itself. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So then and coming to the conclusion that I did want to, my husband and I wanted to leave our religion. I was then in a place where, okay, so I've been taught my entire life that if I don't stick with this religion, I would go to hell. And so where did that stand for me? And then I was also, I was, I was done with being angry. I was done with being upset at the world. I wanted to claim, I wanted to claim myself back. And so I'd heard about ayahuasca. I had a mini retreat where we were encouraged to watch, I forgot the name of the show, but it's a Netflix show and it goes into psilocybin. Can you tell us a little bit more about that original retreat? So it was an ayahuasca retreat. It was over a weekend. I didn't really have the experience that I wanted to because it was such a short retreat. And then usually it's a full week of a retreat. So yeah, I just didn't have that enough time for me to to get into that space with with the ayahuasca that I went to. So I came home and I saw, you know, I, I looked into psilocybin. I, I also looked into the MDMA therapy that they're studying and using on a lot of, yeah, on a lot of patients nowadays. And I, I felt like psilocybin was something that I really wanted to get into. And so I signed up and I, I spoke to Jess and, you know, it was just absolutely something that I was willing to give, to give a try. But before, you know, doing that research, I was really just in a place where I couldn't get into the deeper deeper depths or you know the deep trauma that that was really affecting me because along with my with my son's incident there's so many underlying 
trauma that I wasn't able to, I really wasn't able to address. So then my son's incident, it brought up so many of my own inner child, childhood trauma that I wasn't able to process or face growing up. So that really forced me to to look deeper into my own trauma and try to find something that would help me address some of those some of those problems. In coming to psilocybin, I knew that I was, you know, I was nervous, but I knew that it should have helped me to get into those deep spaces that I wasn't able to get to on my own, you know, using meditation. So really, I, I was just very, very curious and I wanted to address a lot of the, the deep-rooted trauma that I wanted. And that's how I found Elocenia. I just, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to address some of those. And I knew that it would be years before I got to a point in meditation that it would allow me to, to get to the point I did with in, at Elocenia. Were you, did you have any regrets coming up to it or worries that it wasn't going to be what you wanted or that it was in Mexico? Did you have fears? You know, the experience itself, I was I was kind of nervous. I told you about the ayahuasca experience. I really didn't get what I wanted to get out of that. So, you know, a lot of a lot of fear behind not getting the experience that I wanted. I did kind of get lost at the uh, Mexico City airport, so that kind of made me nervous. But when I got to the Marriott, it was so awesome just arriving there. And just from the day we got picked up, it was it was amazing. My family was kind of nervous. My sister kept texting me, are you sure you want to do this? Are, you know, are these people safe? And I'm like, yeah, they, you know, they're from America. They're from the United States. So I feel so safe. And I've had my, you know, one-on-one orientation with the owner. So I feel absolutely safe. And then also your guys' reviews, nothing but great things. So that made me very, very comfortable and very, very excited to come. No regrets, just nervous on my part if I would be ready to receive, you know, the guidance and the plant. I was in a space where the plant would be able to guide me to where I needed to go. And then when you arrived at Elocinia and then you got to meet with Josefina, was that an important beginning for you? Yes. When we arrived just right away, when you get off that van and you enter into the gates, it's almost like a sanctuary. This is probably the best experience that I have had up, you know, to date in my life. That's an understatement. It was the most welcoming I felt cared for. So then coming to you and having our orientation, I felt very cared for because you told me that, you know, this is an experience that you guys were going to make sure that I was going to have. And that was very important. And then transitioning over to Josefina, that really hit my heart in a place where to be able to meet somebody for the first time and for them to pick out exactly, exactly what it is that you're there for, that speaks volumes of just the space that each of you are in to be able to cater to each of us. And we're all strangers, right? So it's not like we had a full-blown staff orientation over the phone or online before we got there. No, this is this was my very first time meeting Josefina and for her to pick out those certain things that I was there for right away. 
within 30 minutes of being there was amazing. And that connection with each person on the staff meant so much to me. It made me feel that much more comfortable and that much more, you know, in a space where I would be ready to receive the medicine. Yeah. So that meant, that meant so much to me. And I really, really appreciated that. So then when it came to ceremony day, how were you feeling as you were getting ready to ingest? Were you in a place for peace and ready or? Yes, we did yoga and then we did some breath work and I felt so nervous, but so ready. It meant so much that we had that class or the meeting that we had the night before, you know, our initial orientation into the retreat. I really didn't know how to put into there's there are no words, right? So you will have to have your own experience to be able to really understand what it is. And I felt ready. I appreciated everybody sharing their story and what to expect. And then I think it was Jay who said that, you know, just imagine you're going down a ski slope and just lean into it. So that prep before we went into the macrodose was amazing. But I felt ready. I was still kind of nervous, but just everything, the yoga, the breath work, all of that was just to put us in a place where we were able to have our own experience was amazing to me. And thank you for putting us in that position. I'm not sure the term that we would use for this community who looks at Mother Earth for guidance, but This has been the most supportive community that I have ever come across. So what were your first psychedelic effects that you felt and what station did you move to? I sat there right by the dining room table where we eat dinner. So I sat in, oh, what is the term for that? The hammock? Yeah, the hammock. So I sat in the hammock and I really was expecting to... I was really expecting my experience to be scary. I was expecting my experience to be not harsh, but a little bit of a telling off. I expected to be scolded. And what I came to find during my experience was this love. I, when I, when I say that there's a lot of deeply rooted trauma in my life is a lot of abandonment a lot of abandonment and the way that resurfaced itself during my son's incident was that everybody abandoned us, especially with harassment or sexual assault. Those are taboo subjects that people do not want to speak about. And when I said something about it and when I expected answers to come up, everybody turned their back. And so during my first experience, it, it really allowed me to tap into spaces that I don't think you are able to because of just the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And to be able to be in that space where everything just slows down, your body slows down, your mind slows down, and you're able to be in a place where you can really just sit back and take in the feelings and sit there with the feelings that you've wanted for so long to address and yet you just weren't in the space to be able to address those deeply rooted traumas. 
but one of the very first things that I I experienced, and I'm not I I have shared this with you along with our church turning their backs on us. My dad did as well, and so to have that ability to really be in a space where going from being you know hurt, angry at my father, I was in a place where there's so much love. You know, there's so like I had to grieve that part. It was almost like I had experienced my first death in this life of all of my relationships that really helped me to solidify the person I was and really helped to make up my reality, you know, before the incident happened. Everybody turned their backs on us. So it was one of those things where I was really able to sit there and really just be in a position where I could look at that situation and I could, you know, still have love for people who didn't show any love or compassion towards, you know, my family and I when we went through the incident that we went through. So, so much love, so much grace, you know, so much compassion. So you're saying that you went through all the grief for all the loss and sorrow and abandonment and how everybody turned your your back, but you were also moved to love once you were able to really, really look at that grief. Yes. So I, you know, it's so hard to explain it. You guys have uh, have explained to us, this is an experience that in order for a person to really have, you have to trust and you have to go through it on your own because everyone's experience is different and there's no way to kind of explain it. But the love came after the grief of going, you know, going through what, what happened. So that love, right? I, so in the same documentary where they talked about psilocybin on Netflix, there they talked about the overview effect. The overview effect is, you know, the astronauts that go to space and go to moon and they're able to see the earth from a perspective that, wow, we're up here and you look and you're never the same person when you come to earth because you're looking at earth from a perspective where nobody else is able to do that. And that's what this experience did for me is that I was able to see, or I was in a position where regardless of people's, you know, biases or thoughts or beliefs on on just these these issues, these very important issues, I was able to see them from a completely different perspective that they they just don't understand or they just yeah the the plant put me in a position where i I was able to really just take myself out of the situation and just see everybody from such a loving perspective that Somehow we are all connected and somehow all of this is an experience that we're here to have. And something unique that I was able to take away, especially from the connection that Josefina and I had, was that we know things. The plant will give you knowledge that nothing else will. And I felt like it really just opened up a completely new level of understanding of love. It was almost like I was on a different quantum field and I was able to just 
penetrate our earthly existence to a place where these are experiences that we're supposed to have and to just have grace with it. I, I hope that makes sense because it's it's just so, so hard to put into words. And yeah, I, I hope that makes sense. It does. Well, thank you so much for going into that trauma. And it is so relatable that the terrible trauma that happened to your son would be so reactivating for all the stuff that happened to you. So I'm curious, moving kind of away from the psychedelic experience itself, like what it felt like to be in your body and what it felt like to be the mother of your son and what it felt like to be at your home before you came and then coming back home, what it feels like now. You know, before coming to before coming to the experience, I was so worried about like just taking care of my children, so providing a place for them to to feel like they were safe. And then also for my children, I felt like for the better part of the first two years this happened to my family, I blamed myself. I blamed myself for not first being too trusting of the world. And then also allowing my children to go out and to just not being attentive enough before I left. There was so much guilt. I just wanted, I wanted to be a better mother. I wanted to be just a better guardian for my children. And I was so, it was almost like a panic. I was, I was, I was so panicked and I wanted to, yeah, it was just not a place like looking back, you know, I do have to give myself love for it just not knowing. But in, you know, being there, I also had an experience where during my experience, I saw each one of my children and there was just so much love and that love was reciprocated. You know, during it, it's just so amazing how children and how they view their parents and you know at such a young age my my son's still nine years old and so there's still that that love that he's not a teenager yet but there's still that love that's reciprocated so innocently between between my my son I you know going between experiences you know I was so happy and then you know it was almost like it would I would go back to a dark like a dark place where don't be too happy to where, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't, don't be too happy to where you forget to take care of your children. But I just think that that's just the mind playing games with me. And to be able to have that distinction between those two thoughts was very important to me because I really didn't want to go back to a place where I was feeling guilty or go back to a place where but just giving myself and giving my children the grace that, yes, my son did go through this and we went through therapy and we we also, we talked to a forensic psychologist and he got deep into the, you know, with the questioning with my son and asked him some very key questions that allowed me to move, to be okay with that none of this really stuck with him. The, you know, the questions were asked, do you feel like this was your fault? And for my son to answer, answer that question saying no, because my parents made sure that I knew that it wasn't my fault. It was very key for me. We're still human and we still get angry, but you're able to look at your situation or if you need to take yourself out of a situation, 
you see your family in a field of more love. You give yourself more grace. You give your children more grace. You give them, you understand that this world is so much more connected than, yeah, than what it was before I even, I came to LOC. I love how you use the reference of astronauts going to space and looking back at the earth and how they'll never be the same again, because that's a perspective that nobody else has. And I love how you speak of giving your family more grace and seeing the sacredness in your unit and being able to take that panic and blame off of yourself so you could move more fluidly. And it was interesting too, because you said that you were in the hammock for your macrodose experience and you were able to grieve the loss of all the people turning their backs. You were able to see them from a different loving perspective that they were human in, in the response that they did. And then you were able to go through each of your children and even address yourself. But I actually, I kind of think it's interesting. And I like that you had mentioned there was a part of your brain that you would swing. You would swing your brain because that fear of losing control again is so burned so acutely from that trauma that your brain swung back and then you would swing back into love. And so that's interesting because the psilocybin will have us look at the subconscious layer and that's definitely there. So you were able to see it. So I'm curious, was there more that happened in that macro dose or, or are you ready to move on to the mini dose to see if that, I'm just curious if more of that came up. It was, it was back and forth. I just knew that I wanted to, to turn to the light. So then when I would face towards, there's a picture in the kitchen of that forest so when I would turn toward that forest, it would be, you know, it was, there were tears and I would go into my feelings. But then when I would turn towards the mountain and the light, it was almost like the sun, the bright sun was just embracing me. The day was just perfect. And everybody was just, it was, there was a little bit of back and forth, but the sun won that day. The plant won that day and we won that day. And it was just so perfect. I loved it. Amazing. And so then what about for your mini dose? Did you have a similar experience or what happened there? So my mini dose, like coming back and really just dissecting all of my experience. So the mini dose was a me day, right? So it was, it was an inner child experience. And a lot of that day was winning back my own power. So then the conditioning, the patriarchy, the conditioning of religion, the conditioning of my own job, the conditioning of growing up in a home where, you know, it was almost like my my feelings were put aside. So a lot of my childhood trauma was really addressed during the mini dose. And it was at first we were able to move into our spots on the lawn and just listening to to music and empowering music that really that was really important to get me in a space where I could pay attention to how I felt. Again, slowing everything down, slowing everything down to a point where you could really pinpoint exactly what traumas you could address during that experience. It was just so amazing. I came back with the, you know, I told myself that I was never going to allow myself, my daughter, I have one daughter and even, you know, with my daughter, I had an experience this week. Had it not been for the psilocybin experience that I had, I would not have addressed my my daughter's experience and my experience the way that I did. So very empowering. 
So my daughter plays elite soccer and we live in South Carolina and my husband usually drives up to North Carolina to take her to her practice. And my husband, right before the retreat, ruptured his patella tendon. And so I've had to step in and, and do everything that he used to do. And so I've, I've had to go to some of her tournaments and one of the tournaments that I went into last week. And a lot of these things are just development, right? So these girls are being developed at such a young age to be the soccer player that, you know, we invest them to be. We played a team from New Jersey last week, Saturday, and it was our second game. My daughter wasn't very happy at the end of the game. You, it usually takes a lot to upset my daughter. But when we were done, she cried. In an 80-minute game, she only played less than 10 minutes. And so my husband and I talked to her, hey, how do you want to address this? You know, at this age, you have to be able to talk to your coach. And so she wrote down some notes. We prepped her. And, and then I asked her, hey, do you want me to be in the room when you talk to your coach? And she said no. She wanted to do it on her own. And so, you know, I allowed her to do that. I was all sorts of worried. I wanted to be in the room. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to oversee what this coach was saying to my daughter. And so at the end of the conversation, my daughter thought that the conversation went the way that it did. And it didn't, you know, there were some things that she told me that I wasn't very happy with, but I allowed, I allowed to see the next day how he would treat her during the next couple of games just to see if it would address her concerns that she took up to him personally. So their first game on Sunday went really well. The second game, right before, it was 0-0 at the end and it was a championship. So they went into PKs. And like a minute to 30 seconds before the end of the game, they knew they were going to PKs. He pulls her out. And yeah, that pissed me off. I came home. I guess the rule is you have to wait 24 hours. And I gave it 24 hours. And at the end of the 24 hours, I was still feeling upset and I wasn't happy with the way he addressed my daughter. And so I sent him a long email. I've never met this guy. I've seen him. I know that, you know, he's her coach, but I've never met him because my husband does all of that stuff. And so I addressed some of my concerns. And my daughter said that the reason why he pulled her out was because of bad passes. So I said, okay, so if you are going to pull my daughter out because of bad passes, you're supposed to do that across the board. And according to what I saw in the game, everybody had bad passes. So everybody should have had a chance to rotate in and out of the game. And so, you know, for me, it's one of those things. If it's a performance issue, absolutely take responsibility for it. And my daughter just needs to step up her game. But this was a fairness issue. And I, and I addressed the fact that why would you pull my daughter? If there was anything talked about, any faith and confidence that you had in her, that was completely thrown out the window when you pulled her out that last 30 seconds. And I'm not sure if, but yeah, I just told him, sorry, I'm going to use a, a word that probably is very unprofessional, but I called, you know, that was a dick move. You took an opportunity where you could have built her confidence and you took that away from her. Yeah, so his feelings were hurt. So he called my husband and they talked it all out. You know, for me, it was one of those things where, hey, if my daughter, if any of your players comes to you, what a confidence builder for a child, for them to stomach having to go up to an adult and address their concerns. But because she's only a child, he thought he could just get away with just giving her the bare minimum answer and just not address any of her feelings. So you're never going to be the same mom that you were 
before all this happened. You're always going to be this incredibly intelligent, patient, wise. It's so fun. I did, you know, he went up to my daughter and on Thursday, this Thursday, and I, I'm so glad it was all addressed in one week, right? Some people it takes forever, but he did go up to my daughter and he did address the stuff that happened, which, you know, that meant the world to me because I wish this would have been resolved on Saturday when she had that phone call with him. And, but sometimes, you know, people don't know, and I would have done this for anybody. I would have done this for anybody's child because fair is fair. If you're going to do one thing to one person, then do it to the entire team. Don't single somebody out because you think they're not going to say anything about it or you think that their parents aren't going to say anything about it. I am definitely not the same parent. My my daughter probably is like, my mom's crazy, so just don't mess with her. But yes, I just wanted to share just how empowering this experience has been. And Elocenia has given me something that I would treasure for the rest. I think this is something that it's a yearly thing. You love yourself enough to take time out of your year to reflect and to go over and to see some things that you need to improve on or some things that you need to give yourself grace for. Elocenia, you know, it's a not... It doesn't fix anything because this plan forces you to sit down and really sit with your feelings, sit with your trauma, but it really just slows you down enough to really compartmentalize, you know, a lot of the things that you've gone through throughout your life. And that's one thing that I have really just appreciated. And you guys have given me something that I really wouldn't be able to, you know, some people go to self-help classes, they invest in all of these things, but isn't it great Mother Nature has given us something that really just digs deep? And I love what you said because it is up to us to do the work, to navigate and orchestrate our own personalized self-care. So it gives us the ability to get grounded again, to see from a different perspective so that we can navigate the cabin of our own life so that we can move. Okay, this is what I need. Okay, this is what I need. And it's like we have this innate inner wisdom built in us already, but it just gets overshadowed. You know, they say psychedelics isn't a panacea. What I believe the panacea is, what a badass you are for being able to choose to navigate your self-care one day, one moment at a time, one event at a time. Being a badass is a panacea and psychedelics get us there, you know? Thank you. I cannot thank you guys enough for just allowing myself to claim that power back because I really think that my second experience really helped me to claim my power back and take that back from everybody else. And then I just wanted to mention that you said, you know, it's kind of a yearly thing. How are you tying in? Because what we do at Elicinia is we really, really want to teach you how to do this on your own so we can empower you to have a tool, to have a technique, to move into more self-care on your own. We teach our guests in a way so they don't necessarily have to come back because they're set up for success. They learn how to grow. But that doesn't mean that we don't have returning guests. It's amazing how many guests do return. So you said it's a yearly thing. Does that mean you're planning on coming back or does that mean that's what you want to do on your own? Or what was what did you mean by that? It's just about the love and just about the environment because I really can't give myself a hammock or make that delicious food that you guys make. I mean, I, I feel like that whole week of eating, you know, vegetarian-based food is so good for the soul. 
and so good to connect. So there is definitely an aspect of connection to just all aspects of life that you guys offer that I won't be able to, <laughs> I won't be able to do on my own or can't find anywhere else. So yes, I want to bring my husband eventually if I get to a place where I feel like people shouldn't have to suffer. I, I want to bring my parents if we ever get to a space. I want to advertise you guys. You know, there are people who die and who are afraid dying. If they would just trust and just take away all of those voices that keep telling them or, you know, turn off people's opinion about certain things. But yes, I feel like just to be in the presence of people who care. And there's a level of care that the Elo Senior Retreat has that is not, it comes from within and it's not orchestrated. It's like you don't do it because you have to. I feel like you guys do it because there's there's that level of care and understanding from your end. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Reno. I so appreciate it. It's such an honor to have to to be asked to share. Thank you. I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on EleusiniaRetreat.com. We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start. EleusiniaRetreat.com.